good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Declaration After Dark. <laughs> My name is Ty DeClaire. Thanks for coming in. This week, we have an amazing, amazing show with friend of the show, guest of the show, Krish Deo. But first, I'd like to thank Patreon. Over in the squad, we have Liam Nolan at Liam Nolan and Matt Nafe at Matt Nafe and Boyan Antonoff at Boyan V. Antonoff. Thank you all so much. Over in the Angels, we have Chris Pierce at Chris Pierce 103. Pick up some litter if you're outside. If you're socially isolating, sort your recycling. I don't know. Use less plastic. Just do your, th- do your part for the environment. Also, to thank Mason Tim at at night, nice and quiet. The Beard Bear ninety five. If you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash the declaration online. Love to have you over there. So yeah, it is uh, ten thirty seven on Monday evening as I record this. I have work in the morning, so this is not going to be a uh, a long drawn out intro. But I have so much to say. <laughs> uh, first, I, I can't wait for you to listen to the podcast. I just recorded with Krish. It's great. It's topical. It has so much good information in it and some laughs. So stick around. But for the mental health side of things, um, you know, I, I I guess I realize maybe one of the holes in my game is, is the rest and recovery side uh, of everything. And... Um, you know, it does always feel like I, I can be in the go, 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 go kind of phase. And, I, you know, I've never been one to be able to nap throughout the day. I've always been one where, you know, I try and go to sleep and my head hits the pillow, but I can't actually fall asleep. And I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast the other day. I believe it was with uh, Joey Diaz. And he was saying just how rested he feels and how he's using this time just to really rest and you know to invest in his family and that made me realize is i'm not feeling that way currently i feel not more stressed but probably the same amount of stress that i feel while being at home working from home that i did when i was working out of the house and you know a part of me thought well if i just worked from home i'd be so much less stressed and you know I would, it would, it would just benefit me so much. But now that I do work at home, I, I realize that, man, it, it doesn't matter the situation. It's how we respond to the situation. So this week, um, my goal is to rest, to recover, to to do the things that are going to help me to come back each day better. Um, so that includes after tonight, uh, you know, maybe doing a screen curfew of eight of eight p.m. at night, and you know, getting to bed trying to actually have a bedtime around 10 o'clock. So I am getting enough hours, enough sleep. And, um, you know, it's, it's a strange time that we're in right now, but yeah, I talk about a bit on the show is sometimes in my head when we're talking about making investments is I, I try and be frugal, but sometimes the investments I make are cheap, right? When we're talking about money, it's, it's not about trying to spend as little as possible. That's being cheap. Trying to be frugal is making smart investments and making the most of those investments. Spending money where you want it to, spend, to be spent. Now, if we're taking that out to our own lives, man, invest in yourself. 
Invest in your health. Don't invest time in things that aren't going to bring you back stronger. Yeah, that, that, that eighth hour of Call of Duty is real fun in the moment. But man, you know what else would be awesome? An extra hour of sleep. Just taking simple things like that throughout our days to try and find those moments where we can rest, we can recover, we can invest in ourselves. You know, taking some time to meditate, taking some time to journal, really digging into what works for ourselves. I I think that's going to be my main focus going forward here in this week is to find what really works for me. Um, you know, just, just a, a bit of a perspective that I have currently, right, is things, things are tough. You know, things may be tough right now. Um, and, and it's a definitely a strange time that we're living in. But just because something's tough, that doesn't mean that things aren't getting better. That doesn't mean that there isn't growth. And it, simply having something be tough doesn't mean that it's bad. And I think that's kind of the perspective you can take with exercise. It's a perspective you can take with a lot of things where adversity doesn't mean a bad thing. In fact, having some adversity, having some stress is a healthy thing because you learn to cope with it. And I look at this whole this whole situation as some added stress, but that's also an added opportunity to learn how to deal with stress outside of the normal. And if we can learn to deal with stress outside of the normal, that means we can learn to deal with stress when things go back to whatever quote unquote normal is. Um, you know, I, I see this lesson in pushups, right? Some days are, are easier than others to do the pushups. Some days it's tough to do those pushups. It's tough to get down. It's tough to remember. It's, it's tough to have the motivation to want to do it. But the more I push through it, the better I get at it. I, I think it also, you know, it corresponds with love as well. Is, you know, sometimes love gets tough and it's not always easy, but just because something is tough doesn't mean it's not improving. And just because something is tough doesn't mean we're not growing through something. And typically on the other side of that adversity is something better than we could expect. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm not nervous, maybe anxious is the right word. I, I am feeling anxious about how this whole thing's going to turn out. But I'm hopeful. I think the situation is going to be a net positive for the world. I think we're going to find new ways to relate, new ways to connect, and and new solutions to new problems are going to come from this. And, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting time no matter how it shakes out. So, to the show this week. Krish, we talk about coronavirus. We talk about small businesses. We talk about adapting. We talk about our immune system. We talk about depression. We talk about sleep. We talk about conspiracy theories. We talk about rest, recovery, the whole deal. I I, I can't wait for you to listen to it. Let's just get to it. So subscribe. Listen, wherever you're at, like, share with your friends, all that good stuff. I'd appreciate it. I'm almost falling asleep at the mic right now, so I'll leave you with this. I love you. I hope you're well. I hope your family's doing well. I hope you're doing what you can for your community and for your family in this time. I hope you're washing your hands and I hope this episode finds you well. I hope that you take something from this and I wish you the best this week. Please welcome Krish Deo.
Yes, let's get it. Chris, once again, back on the podcast. The the man who always seems to have audio issues, but we always find a way to figure it out. <laughs> Last Chris, minute, what's man. going on, man? <laughs> I'm, do, I'm, do, I'm doing good, brother. How are you? <laughs> I'm not doing too, too bad, man. Yeah. The uh, So what was it today? What, what happened with the microphone today? Oh, man. So, um, so here's the thing, right? I could have used my iPhone. And then my iPhone headphones and that microphone works, but then the Zencaster doesn't work on the mobile. So I have my laptop and then I have these old iPhone headphones, you know, the ones with the auxiliary output, they, they don't have the USB chip thingy. Yeah. Um, so I'm using these ones, but I just have to keep pressing the, the, you know, that tiny microphone button. Yeah. So like, if you were to look at me, I have like my fingers clasped on this little like headphone button and I'm talking to you. Oh, it's like, I'm talking goodness. into my fingers. I don't know, man. It's some ghetto shit. Oh goodness. Can you like maybe hold it a tiny bit further away from your mouth or talk a little bit quieter? Okay. How about this? Oh, that's good. Oh, that, I think that's good. Yeah. I, I love your voice. I love your enthusiasm. I just want to make sure that. No, uh, it's because um, <laughs> it's, it's because it, you know how it's like uh, stuck to the, like it's close to the earpiece, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I was pressing it and it's like right at my mouth, but I just took one of the headphones out. So I'm one headphone in and this is more like away from my face now. So it's even more ghetto. <laughs> hey, we're, we're, we're going to get through it. We're going to get it done. So man, we live in some strange times right now. Uh, so how are you doing other than uh, microphones and all. Oh man, this first little problems aside, now I'm doing good, man. I'm. Uh, how are you doing? What's the situation <laughs> like? What's the situation like there, man? Um, so we are all in our homes. Um, at least we're supposed to be. And uh, for me, me personally, I'm working from home full time now. And okay. uh, Bria's Bria's working at the hospital, doing her respiratory superpower works. Right. And. Um, yeah, so we're just trying to stay out of things. Like I'm I'm actually in the midst of planning a trip to Costco and like I am stressing out just thinking about going to Costco right now. Man, like if you don't have to like can you go to like some like local stores or like 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 smaller ones for some stuff or I'm thinking about it. Like there's some stuff that I do want to get in bulk, but I'm also I don't want to risk it for the biscuit, you know? Like No, man, I, uh, there's so many people are going to be there. I know. I'm like thinking maybe like a Tuesday afternoon would be like the best time. I don't know. Maybe I'll just go to like some other stores or something. I really don't know. Yeah, I'm that's just, a tough yeah. one. Like I, I did a really good job of stocking up the first time I did a grocery shop. Yeah. But I need some vegetables. And like I want to get some yeast as well so we can actually make some bread. But apparently yeast has been sold out in a lot of stores. Oh, my God. So, yeah, we're it, <laughs> we're making it through. Made some turkey soup today from an old turkey carcass back from like Thanksgiving. So oh my we're, we're, God. we're working our way through the through the freezer right now. We're making it through. Yeah, how's it over in uh, in BC? Yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. But like, um, so I'm considered essential because I'm a healthcare provider. Yeah, and um, like I'm working, but I'm only taking like maybe one person a day as like like patients. Um. Because yeah. I'm trying to limit as much as I can, and like I don't want to see people, right? Like I'm only seeing them like if it's necessary. Like I saw a nurse today, so it's like okay, that was necessary. But um, yeah, it, it's crazy. It doesn't seem like people are still taking it too seriously though. Because like, yeah, on Instagram it seems like that way, but like when I'm driving the roads, it's fucking still full, man. And it drives me nuts. Like it's like why are there still so many people on the roads? Like, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, that yeah, 
Oh, I mean, I know that we're, it's like a fluid situation and maybe some changes are still coming for some businesses, but man, it's take it seriously, at least for a couple of weeks. So like, like what I hear from, like what I heard from just the nurse that I was talking to just now, um, uh, she was saying that like this stuff's going to be like, like minimum September. And then like, like she's predicting like we won't be all settled and done with this to like the end of the year. I mean, it's it's possible. It's possible. It's absolutely possible. Um, well, look, one, none of us, like yeah. nowhere in Canada, has hit its peak yet. No. So it's like we're no. not even like you know, and then the the financial strain from it is gonna like collapse more people than even like the physical. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. How are you dealing with that stress right now? Oh man, so I'm I'm like so I'm a small business, right? And it's weird because we're the type of small business where like it's just me. I have one tenant. And then, like, one employee. And so, um, I don't necessarily fit, like, I don't have a payroll that's big enough to get, like, some small business funding. But I'm also, like, like my main overhead is, like, my space, like, where I, like, like the space I stay in. And, yeah, it, it's tough, man. I don't know how they're going to, I don't know how they're going to help. Because, like, I think they set up to, like, 2K a month and, like, my expenses are probably like four or five K a month. So even with that, like it just doesn't make any sense. Like if I can't work fully, you know, so yeah. I, it's either way, like I, like I for sure, I know I'm going to be losing money every month and that's just something I have to deal with. Cause like even with the funding, like it's not going to help. So I don't know how like some other small businesses are going to survive. Like the ones that have like one or two people and like a big lease. Yeah. I don't know. It's a tough one. It's that's such an, unfortunate situation for those small businesses and i mean especially in times like this like i'm talking about going to costco man let, let's support those small businesses where we can because yeah no yeah. completely man like that's yeah. you have to because like it's they're gonna be sunk man for sure this is just yeah. the start of it like i'm so happy that i yeah. can at least like get a couple clients in and like even yeah. then i'm still like fuck like because this is what i thought i was completely closed for two weeks and i was like okay um, my expenses are say, I'm just going to throw out a number like four or five K a month. Like it's just bare minimum. Right. And I'm like, I need to work. So like, what are the jobs that I can do? I'm like, there's a grocery store I could drive. And then I'm like, wait, why the fuck would I go work at a grocery store when I'm exposed to like 30 to 50 people, when I'm still essential at my own job anyways, that I'm trained to do. And I can only see like one or two people. I'd much rather do that. But even then, man, like, I don't know, man, it's, it's a tough situation. It's a tough situation for sure. I was talking to um, one of the supplement store owners and it's funny, we're having this conversation and he's inside the store and I'm outside the store and we're on the phone talking to each other because it's, he's pulling the products, wiping them and then he puts it outside the door. So I can't even talk to the guy in person. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just weird, man. And he was saying the same thing about the, the financial strain. And he's like, people, people aren't understanding like how bad it is in that sense. Cause the government says things like, you know, you could defer payments, but like really think about it. Like put yourself in a business perspective where you have, say, 5K a month that you have to expense, right? Now you can't pay that. So you're going to defer that for six months. So now you have 30K that you've built up that you have to pay. And your first month of business, you only make like what, like 5, 6K? Like how long is that going to – you're going to be sunk just from deferring your payments. And people think deferring your payments is like a good thing. Like – if you have to defer your payments, you're pretty much already fucked. Like you should be a able to pay it with some reserve fund or something. Because the moment you start deferring, that stuff's going to add up towards the end. 
And then once you get back into work, it's not like you're coming back into work at 110% capacity. You're probably coming back at 50%. And then you're incurring more of that debt. Oh, man, it's just a nasty situation, man. I don't think people realize it. And I think you said it best. It's like a nasty situation, but it, it could just be the start of it, right? Like, yeah. we haven't even, it hasn't even got bad yet. Yeah, well, like, here's the thing. I think a lot of people are taking this as, like, a big break. And, like, this is probably the pessimist or the realist in me, or I don't know, this is the critic in me. But this is not a break. This is, like, the way I feel was how I felt when I first quit my job and I started my business. Like, I feel like, okay, I have to adapt and be ready for the next year. Like, this is going to take a whole year of, like, a, a new version of me where I have to learn these skills where I didn't. Like, I'm looking into app design. I'm looking into, like buying and selling apps. I'm looking into like anything I can do that might be able to bridge my business into it and like still be able to function. Cause I don't, I don't think this is like a, a three month. Okay. Wait. And then everything goes back to normal. I literally think this is going to change the way we do things from now on. And mm-hmm. I rather think oh, like I that totally versus the other way. Cause like, at least if I think like this and now I have some online component to my business and then things do go back to normal, I'll be in like a million times of a better spot. Versus the people that are just like, okay, I'll take this government money and then I'll go back to how things were, but you don't adapt and then this shit happens again and then you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, 100%, no, 100%. Like it's – that's – like I think that's the biggest lesson that I've kind of seen from this too is, man, like not only is this a bit of a wake-up call, is this is a chance to refocus and to adapt and to – learn a new way to, to thrive in, in something that's so unstable. Mm-hmm. Like the whole situation we're going through, I think it just shows how fragile the actual economy system we had was. Yeah. And, you know, I've always said like a, a phrase, maybe it's, maybe I'll change the phrasing now that we've actually gone through something like this is, you know, if aliens came down to earth right now, would this issue matter? And, you know, that's in terms of like these small issues that we go through day to day are those things that are actually a big deal or are we making a big deal out of them? Whereas if an actual big deal came, what would happen to those little issues? Yeah. And I think now it's just learning what is essential. Like what does work for me? What, what is essential for my business to thrive? Like all like it's, it's a chance to like actually learn and like refocus on what is important. And I think if you can't be flexible in this space, though, like some small businesses those are the ones who are going to get the brunt of, you know, the blowback from this. And I, I think that can also connect to mental health as well, where if you can't adapt to the situation, or maybe you don't have the education of how to adapt to the situation, or you're having trouble adapting to the situation, that's where the issues can come in. So for me personally, like I'm trying to use this time right now to refocus, to learn what really works for me. Like, what have I lost in my day-to-day routine that I'm really feeling more and more? Mm. And trying to really like, not maybe not like a Zen way of looking at it, but looking at it as more of an opportunity for growth rather than, you know, just a devastating thing, which it may as well be as well. No, I I, I could, I agree with everything you said, man. Um, it has to be an opportunity of growth. It, it can't be, you can't be stagnant, man. And and, and I feel you, man. And I think this is going to be a hard reset for people to look at their spending habits, to look at, was this really reasonable? Was I really, um, because man, I felt like, no, nah, I don't want to be the, I told you so guy, but I used to save for no fucking reason. And I always knew like, okay, I shouldn't be spending on things that I don't need, you know? And I would never do that. And now that I'm in this spot, 
and I'm hemorrhaging money. And I'm like, fuck, man, if I hadn't have saved money, I'd be done next month. And like, I'm mm-hmm. dipping into money that I don't want to dip into, like not at all. Cause I, I've never functioned like that. I've always been on that safe side. Even when I made the risk of starting a business, it was still like, okay, do I have three months worth of income saved up? So even if I don't make any money, will I still be okay? I've always been on that safe side and now I'm not on that safe side anymore. And it's not by choice. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, man, there's a lot of people that, and I remember seeing it on the news where they were saying any expense over $400 on top of your typical overhead for some people, they can't afford that. Like if they were to take a unrand, like a random expense of like say $400 on top of their rent and insurance and cell phone, like that would set them back. And I'm like, in a time like this, it's going to be more than you're losing 400. Like it's going to set a lot of people back. And you're going to have to hard adjust on like, okay, was having um, takeout three times a week actually reasonable? Was buying that watch reasonable? Was buying this new gym pair of shorts reasonable? Was the extra, um, you know, the booster juice mm-hmm. after every workout, was this was this all reasonable stuff? And yeah. I, I think it's a huge hard reset for people into what we what we think we need and what we actually need. And then also what we do. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. And I've I've always tried to be like team frugal, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes I can get frugal and cheap mixed up in my head, where yeah. I think they're the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And like cheap is where you know I'm not spending money on anything, yeah. and I'm I'm closing up the pocketbooks. But what the goal should be is investment in the things that matter. Hundred percent, right? Investing in your health, investing in the things that make your life easier, investing in the things that allow you to be the best that you can be. And like I've in looking like again, going through the situation, I I'm forced to look back at my at my finances and be like, okay, am I set to get through this? And if I'm spending money or I'm trying to be cheap, and for me, when I get cheap, I I, I tend to go like, uh, don't spend anything, don't spend anything, spend everything. Yeah, totally. and. and and like, it's a very, it, yeah. So enough about me. This is not about me. This is about everybody. <laughs> but, um, you know, just learning what really matters. And yeah, I think uh, like, like we're both kind of circling here is the ability to adapt and how essential that is right now. Um, I guess like not to have you, you know, have a big peek behind the curtain, but do you see yourself trying to be, um, you know, agile and adaptive in your business plan currently? Yeah. So, um, one thing is, uh, like the clinics, like, especially cause it's like physio, Cairo, um, active rehab, kinesiology, uh, we all have to shift into like a bit more online services. So tele rehab. So like on the phone kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I've been offering a little bit of that. I'm still doing some clients like in, in person, like one or two. Um, but that's going to be the biggest shift is switching to some online services. Now, I think as a whole, I think that might be better for the industry because my opinion of some physios and some stuff is they weren't really providing that much hands-on skill anyways. And what they did with hands-on, they should have been because the biggest skill or the biggest um, help that any health practitioner or therapist in my field, in my opinion, can do is educate the client. Now, if you put someone in on a heat pad yep. and some tens units and you leave the room, 
there is zero education going on, even though you're in their physical presence. Now, if you're on a phone with someone or like a live video call, all you can do is educate. There is no leaving the client in a room. Like you're, you're, you're educating 24-7. So I think for the majority of clients, I think they might even get better results because now they're going to be forced to get educated. And I think when you educate someone on their body, you're taking away that dependence because now these physios and a therapist are going to have to teach their clients things. And you know, when you teach something, someone, when you teach someone something, they can retain that, you know, but when they just yeah. come into your clinic and you just give them treatment, then they can't retain them. Then they have to keep coming back to you. So I think this is going to be better in general for some healthcare because um, it's going to develop more independence and autonomy. Um, I've always practiced like that with teaching my people. So it's been easier for me to shift into that because people already know the value that I'll be able to express like that education. Cause that's what I do. Um, but I'm still looking into other things too. I've been looking at some apps and trying to figure out, okay, I've been providing some free information, but how can I monetize this and not just have it like a donation thing or not just the telecall. And I'm thinking maybe the best way would be either like an app or some kind of service where people can subscribe to and then I can, you know, generate a little bit off that. So it's mm -hmm. definitely to answer your question in short, um, gave you like a, two weird answers, but yeah, it's forced me to be agile. And, um, I know some people aren't shifting yet, but I think it's only going to be a matter of time before the like major shift happens. Yeah. And I, like, I like to look at this whole thing is I think it's going to end up in a net positive, no matter how maybe negative it might seem currently. Because yeah. I think the world will be forced to adapt, right? Is you know, I hope so. I mean, like you see all this stuff and you think people will take their health more seriously. But then I was like the nurse I was talking to. She's like, the first thing people are going to do as soon as they have some time is they're going to go out and like go shopping. And I'm like, you think so? I'm like, fuck, the first thing I want to do is like, like, I don't even know. I just want to like be even more on top of my health. Like I want to come out of this even better. But I, yeah. I mean, I, I see her point and she's obviously about healthcare, but she's like, no, I think people are going to take this and then be like, fuck it, life's short. And then they're going to go and be even more dumb. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, well, no, I, I mean, <laughs> there, there, there's plenty of wiggle, wiggle room here for people to be people. Like I'll, I'll say that as well. <laughs> but I'm even thinking on like the scale of like businesses, right? Is uh, yeah, yeah. Them forcing to be more adaptive, right? Is you know maybe impl implementing more working from home opportunities, right. like you're saying, is more more teleconference, more apps. Like I I know there are some some businesses out there that do this currently, but like right. imagine if the healthcare system had like an initial screening thing where you went through an app and you yeah. just talk to a doctor on your phone. It's like all right, actually, you should probably come down to the hospital and get this checked out. Or you know what? You're all good. Just take this and you'll be fine. Like how much that would cut down on wait times, how much mm -hmm. easier that would be for people, right? Is I think there are going to be opportunities that come from this. Well, you like, know what's happened is yeah. the people that were already capitalizing on that are, are thriving right now. And oh. because there was those industries already happening. So for example, in Canada, you have like Get Maple, right? Which is like, you can book an online consultation with like an endocrinologist, um, mm. a, a dermatologist, uh, your family doctor, like, um, or, or any, any doctor. And you literally spend like $180 and you have an hour with them and then you get to talk with them and then they can write you up a script also. So you can just go to the pharmacy and get what you need. Imagine mm. that process trying to get to like an endocrinologist or like a dermatologist, like a skin doctor. Like you have to go through so many loopholes, meet so many people. And now these people that have already set up the systems and it's already online, it's already for Canadians. 
right now, I was just talking to um, one of my clients today. She's like, yeah. Or he was like, yeah, my wife's feeling some like heart palpitations. and But she doesn't want to go into the, the hospital because she's afraid. But she's feeling anxious. And I'm like, well, this is a resource. So the people that were kind of like already pushing the forefront and they didn't need to, now they're doing really good because now they're able to capture that market. And everyone else mm-hmm. is playing catch up like myself. Like, you know, like um, it's, it's, it's interesting. And it's, and it's just the way it goes because like that's what I love about business and the private sector is you have to push forward. And if you're not pushing forward, you're falling behind because it might not seem like it now. But if the landscape changes and you're not providing what's what's needed, like it's you get left behind. And, it, and it's so true now because the gym I train at, everything, all our work, like it was expensive, right? It's like 300 a month. But everything was private. Um, all our workouts were always sent to us um, on our phone, on an app. It didn't matter where we were, like they would program workouts if you're traveling with whatever equipment you have, like everything was done. And so the moment this happened, he's like, okay, you guys can come pick up whatever equipment you want. And I've adjusted all your workouts to be at home or wherever environment you are. And like, boom, seamless transition. Everyone already had the app on their phone. Everyone was already educated. Members didn't cancel. He's still making just as much as he was before. It's like, holy shit. Like that's what you call a business that was already prepared for this because they were already pushing the you know boundaries and people want to spend more for their health now because they realize how important it is and then the other places that were just you know come in they didn't really provide anything look at look at nash for example they terminated all their staff and then they're filing for bankruptcy so they don't even get their severance like that's fucking insane and that's the big corporations right yeah yeah it's it's like it's a strange time that we're currently in and I think it's going to take some creative solutions to to thrive through it. Um, like I, I think maybe some, somehow in this world, technology was underutilized to this point. And maybe this is the kind of thing that forces businesses and people to adapt to that. Um, like I said, it's an unfortunate circumstance for sure. And I have no idea how the rest of this is going to turn out. Um, I have hope, but um, like I said, I like the healthcare system, God bless you if you work in the healthcare system and like you. Well, the front line, man, the hospital staff, too, especially yeah. those men, like they're, um, like they're, they're, they got to deal with a lot of stuff, man. And, and it's, oh, man. I can only imagine how frustrating it is working in that position and then having to quarantine away from your family just to see like a group of young guys go outside yeah. and like go on a walk with like five people play shoot hoops and like not take it seriously. Yeah, like it's crazy. Like no. this happened right before, actually, before I drove here. And he's actually messaging me right now, and um, and I was gonna make a story about this on Instagram, but one of my friends, he's, uh, it's probably twenty nine or thirty, um, maybe thirty one. Like he's, you know, like young guy, um, pretty built. Like he's he's tall. He's six seven. Pretty built though. Like maybe like two two twenty. Like fairly muscular. Um a doctor. So he's just finishing his last year of residency at Chicago at the, at the hospital there. And he has COVID and I had no fucking idea. I just randomly messaged him. Cause I just, I was like, when he comes down to Abbotsford, it's from Abbotsford. Um, you might even know this guy, man. Um, fuck. Uh, you know, a tall brown guy that used to play basketball that went to Moet? I think so. I'm trying to think if that was my time or not. There's um, a guy named Bell. Sounds familiar. Bow, I do know a couple bows. I wonder. I, like six, seven, man. The only, the, it's six, seven. Yeah, that's fair. 
when you said doctor, I my my mind immediately went to like Jason Sheena, but I'm not sure no. if you know Jason. Yeah, Sheena. I know Jason Sheena. I know. Oh, there you go. I, yeah. you know, I messaged um, this guy and um, shit. He said that for four days he was completely out of it and like he's just starting yeah. to recover now. And he's saying from his experience at the hospital, there's like people in their forties and late thirties are dying, man. And like mm-hmm. I was even till now, even just till before I had this conversation with him, and like as I'm trying to like get more information. I was pretty sure that I'm okay. I can take a couple clients and like, I know I have my gown, I have my mask, like I'll be okay. But hearing that he got it, man, it's kind of freaky. Cause you know, it went from not hearing about anyone, you know, that all of a sudden it's like, I know someone that knows someone. And now it's like to the point where it's like, I know someone close mm-hmm. and that's pretty like, fuck man, that's pretty scary. And that's the thing too, is there's still so many unknowns. Like, we don't know who's really vulnerable at this point. We don't know if it's going to evolve. We don't know what the next thing is going to be or how this thing is going to unfold. No, we and, don't. We don't, man. And, man, talk about anxiety, not knowing the future and trying to focus so much on it. This is a real anxious time. Absolutely. It's a very anxious time, man. And it's and it's exactly as you said it. It's the fear of the unknown, man. And... um. Yeah, I think the best thing we can do is focus on what is known. And like we know that social distancing is one of our best ways to, you know, limit our exposure to the um, virus. If you know that you have that in your control, you don't have to unnecessarily go out. Um, we know that washing your hands is, is the way to, you know, it's a it's a lipid based virus. So like a lipid um, encased virus, so lipid meaning fat. And then soap is an emulsifier, meaning it breaks down fat. So you want to use soap to break it down and like it's a very surefire way of like you know killing the virus and we know it's transported through the air and droplets and so when you're like in distance to people and sneezing and coughing and touching your eyes and your nose and your face like those are all ways of transmission so it's like at least we can focus on this is what we know and this is what we can avoid and and everything else like man the statistics that are going out all that stuff can be like if you've ever taken a statistics class, like, it's scary when yeah. we hear these numbers, like 3,000 people. It's like, wow, 3,000 is such a huge number. But, like, for example, 3,000 deaths, say, happen in the States out of 330 million. That's like 0.0001. Like, it's, it's fucking nothing. Like, it's yeah. a bit small. Yeah. But um, no, it, it still sounds scary, though, right? Well, you got to take everything in context. And I think that's that's a very good thing to remember in a time like this, right? Like, like um i've been i was critical of the media when before this was a real thing over here right of like just talking about the death numbers not talking about the recovery numbers not asking the right questions mm-hmm. um and i, I think that's kind of continued while like you know it is important to know what those numbers are i think it's important to take those numbers in into like consideration as well and, and with context for sure and really the the only place that those numbers really scare me is having everyone infected at once and that's the whole reason we're doing the social distancing thing. It's not to not get sick. It's just to slow down how how fast we all get sick. Yeah, so then the hospitals aren't yeah. like overloaded because what will happen is mortality rate will increase the more um, – the higher – like the less spread apart mm-hmm. that is, like you know? Yeah. Because the more people get to the hospital – it's a 1% mortality rate given you can get that person a ventilator and give them a fighting chance. But now yeah. if they have no ability to support someone while they're in the hospital, 
that 1% is going to be 5%. Like you, you see it already in Italy where mortality rates going up. It's not like the virus is becoming more deadly. It's just that less people are getting treated. Yeah. And that's exactly, yeah. the, it is exactly to what you're saying is we want to spread this apart. And I've been saying this since the get is that, look, in my opinion, everyone's going to get the virus. It's not whether you get or don't get the virus. That's the issue. It's the outcome. And that seems very variable depending on people's um, immune system, their age, their, you know, stress, all that stuff. Yeah. And I think that's where anxiety can come from is we have to focus on that outcome portion of it. Yeah. But, you know, when we're when we're outcome focused, it's hard to focus on what we're doing in our day to day to stay healthy, to get through this. Uh, yeah. And you know what I mean? It's it's we have to have that dual focus of one, what are we doing? Right. But two, how is what we're doing leading us closer to that outcome and making that outcome that we want more likely? And I think that takes a bit of self-reflection. And I think that takes, you know, you you can't be self-centered and and you know, try like take these steps for the community for yourself. I think if you're self-centered, you're the ones who are still on the beach at spring break. 100%, you know, you're you're man. the ones going out and playing basketball. Like I'm not doing this for me. Well, you know what's funny is um, I forget what what book it is, but it's for any like organism to like survive. It's it's not an individual thing. Like you know, people think survival of the fittest. It's the fittest are the people that have the best like pretty much traits and abilities to like you know survive in an environment. And the only way you get those traits, you know, are, are is it passed down to you? And like, how do you get those traits passed down to you? It's through a collective it's the best Mm -hmm. mating happens and then the best traits are passed down and then that's so you can't do this on your own like in short all i'm trying to say is that like the community is strong in something like this like it it it, uh it's huge like it's not one plus one equals two and in a case like this is one plus one equals three like if we all stay distance the effects of us as individuals exceeds just the sum like you know like it's we're synergistically helping it's helping each other by staying away from each other and by doing these precautions. It's not just like I did my part, you do your part. It's like if we do our part together, then we actually help more than just me and you. We're helping the next person too, which is like it's so important that we're together now more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I think where it gets tough is where people have that fear and they don't know if they're going to be financially okay. And they're like, well, fuck it. I have to take care of myself. So I'm going to go work and do my shit anyways. And, and then you have, you have like this, you know, I think this is, I think this is where you almost see the flaws in a, in a democracy where it's just like, you almost wish it was like China in the sense where you could just like have the government just shut us all down and like just force it. But instead, we have to do it all. But like, I mean, that's obviously like, you know, there's so many flaws with that too. But I'm just saying like giving everyone the choice to go to work and all. There's just a lot of confusion, man. Well, that's the thing, right? Is we're we're making bets on ourselves, but we could affect more than just ourselves, their actions. And that's kind of a scary place to be. That is a scary place to be. Yeah. I think, you know, I think you're touching on something there, though, is the importance of community. Yeah. I think if anything from this, like what, two weeks now that I've been isolated basically is just how important community really is. Like I've always said, yeah, you know, the people around you, that's who's really important and all that, you know, fun foo-foo stuff. Right. But when it comes to like, actually when it comes down to it is man, those, those group chats, like those little interactions you have with people, 
that's what keeps me going. That's what, that's what, like, that's, it's so, I can't put it to words almost just how important people are to my sanity, uh, to keep me going forward. And I think I, I'm not, I, maybe I didn't disregard it, but I didn't give it enough credit. Yeah. And I think that's maybe where there's an opportunity here is the community to step up to have the solution. Like we look over at like Bauer that now they're making face shields for frontline workers, right? Hoover is creating new air respirator air vents to, yeah, to help Dyson increase too, the number yeah. of vents available to help deal with like the possible. Yeah. Dyson. Yeah. Like I think it's a very cool situation we find ourselves in where again, these creative solutions maybe are like, there's other ways we didn't think about um, making solutions to this situation that are now starting to show themselves. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, a quick a quick peruse through your Instagram. I'm like, yes, Chris, post more stuff online. Teach me stuff about my body. Give me all <laughs> yeah. of that stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, buddy. Like, like, man, like I uh, I bought my own set of cups thanks to my my uh, thanks to yourself for one teach me what cupping is. Yeah. And then my massage therapist Brooke Martin uh, showing me exactly which ones to buy on the cheap on Amazon. Perfect. And you know, now I'm at home doing my own cupping, right? And like. I can't get a massage right now, but I can roll around in a massage ball. I can cup. I can foam roll. Like there is things that I can do and trying to find those creative solutions in a time like this. Absolutely. I haven't found a solution for the, for the haircut yet. And I'm starting to look real Sasquatchy out here. So I don't know what's happened on that front, but we'll, we'll figure that one out. Yeah. Just get a hat, man. Just get a toker hat. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to use a bandaid solution on that one. Yeah. But no, there's like yeah. this, this YouTube videos, man. You can get a trimmer and a couple guards, and then just buzz cut. But I mean, I have the trimmer, I have the guards. I'm just scared. Oh man, <laughs> I used to do it like in the like middle school, but the haircuts look like shit. So it's like we just sit and mess. But I mean, like yeah. no one's gonna see it, right? Yeah, that's for sure. So I mean, I guess like on your side, there is like, is there anything that you can tell the people? Like, what can people do at home to work on their recovery? To you know, help deal with the stress in times like this? Like, is there any tips that you well, have? Okay, well, one, um, be aware of people that claim for things to be immune boosting. Your immune system is pretty much, it's it's not, you can't just eat an apple today and have your immune system boosted tomorrow. I'm seeing a lot of that. And I'm not mm-hmm. against um, trying to boost your immune system. Um, but for the most part, a lot of what your immune system is working with today is from your last year or two of habits. Like, you know, so you just don't want to fuck it up by doing shitty things now. And having proper nutrition is going to help support your immune system more so than it is going to obviously like, like hypervolted or something like that. Cause I think there's a lot of fear based marketing going on about foods and supplements and things you should eat right now to, like prevent this, like, you know, um, mm-hmm. which, which I hate that. I hate market. I hate people in marketing when it's fear because then people buy into it. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, if there are any things that are going to really affect your immune system, that's like clinically proven it's zinc and vitamin D zinc is huge for immune system and same with vitamin D. help as well as like having, a- but like, those are essentials. Like I'm not like, I'm just talking about people that are purporting these weird supplements, these weird drinks um, just cause I'm from that industry. So I guess I'm being exposed to it and I just don't like seeing people get scammed, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And it's not like that they're trying to scam is just, they, they, 
they think that this is actually going to like reverse it or somehow kill the virus. It's like, that's not how our body works. Um, but the biggest influence, um, on your immune system day to day is your sleep. So Mm, for the people that are most worried about what they can do, or you're just trying to see how you can make things better, make sure you're getting quality REM sleep, deep sleep. And that means, okay, like sure you have more time to be on Netflix, but turn that off, put your computer in a different room, go to bed in complete darkness and get that six, I mean, get that eight hours of sleep right now because um, you're literally, if you get less sleep, if you're getting, if you're getting three, four hours of sleep because you're on your phone, you're watching TV, you're watching Netflix as you fall asleep, you're waking up immune, immunocompromised. You're waking up as if you have cancer. You're waking up as if you have diabetes because your immune system's working at half its capacity. So, you want to get your full sleep so you have a full fighting immune system. And like, I'm not saying it to scaremonger. I'm just saying all you have is time right now. You better be fucking sleeping <laughs> because that's going to be the biggest um, change in your immune system is how much sleep you have. And then second to that is your, um, your uh, nutrition. So like making sure that you're eating meals, you're getting enough calories in. Um, I wouldn't start like crash dieting right now because you need your calories. Even if you're getting some pudge on you, don't go and be like, okay, well, I'm not going to eat today. Or I'm going to like completely fast for this week. Your body needs calories to, to fight. So have enough adequate calories. Don't worry about getting shredded right now. Um, get enough sleep, hydrate enough. And then, yeah, whatever else on top of that, like just be active. Yeah. Uh, I thank you so much for saying that. First, in that answer, you were mentioning like zinc, vitamin D, and then your microphone cut out for like two seconds. I oh. want to make sure we didn't miss any other essential things. So he had oh, zinc, uh, vitamin, vitamin C, D. vitamin C, but I feel like everyone knows C. that one. So I didn't want to focus too much on it. But yeah, vitamin C for sure. Yeah. But uh, zinc, okay. zinc, especially for males also, is zinc, zinc is a big one, man. Zinc is huge. Mm. Yeah. Um, and really quick, sources of zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C. Um. Honestly, it's... I would just to get a balanced diet, just try to eat variety. I mean, right now you might get stuck to like certain foods, but um, zinc and vitamin D are in a lot of fortified foods. So if you're looking at a lot of different breads, I mean, like whole eggs are good. Um, you can even get whole eggs that are like like plus D, so they're going to be fortified with vitamin D. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't drink milk, but milk is a decent source. Um, even if you're doing like almond milk, they usually fortify it with D anyways. Um so like fortifying meaning they, they just add extra vitamin d to it um yeah but, not ideal but at least it's there yeah at least it's there yeah for sure i mean um your dark green vegetables are gonna have like a lot of like you're gonna have a lot of your essentials in there but and even nuts and stuff but honestly like getting good i know so many people are vegan but getting good meat sources is gonna be good too um yeah but yeah uh I would, I would just say variety in your diet right now, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was sitting on the floor here after doing push-ups one day, and I was like, I just want to Google like what actually helps the immune system. And you know, it's reading through some articles, got on an article from Harvard, a couple other schools, and a lot of it just came back saying, and a lot of claims that say like immuno boosting and things like that. Yeah, it's just, it's just fluff. It is like man. because like scientists don't fully understand the immune system or if increasing let's say white blood cells 
is actually a good thing or like what actually translates to a good immune system. But what they can agree on are certain things that for sure help your health. Sleep, eating your fruits and veggies, uh, exercise. Not they even mentioned like it may not even have to be vigorous exercise, but just living a healthier lifestyle, going for a walk, breaking a sweat every now and again. Like, um, there's actually one thing of like, you know, raising your body temperature through exercise could mimic the effects of like a fever where, yeah. you know, you're starting to burn off whatever. So like, you know, getting a good sweat in every now and again, like as soon as I read that, I went out for a run. Cause I was like, that makes sense. Well, right? think, and of, just, think about like a workout, for example, like you're, you're tearing yeah. your body down and you're creating inflammation yeah. and then you're training your body to work through that inflammation like and you know eventually like you have to get rid of that inflammation and you're less sore so i mean in the same sense when you're when you're in a cold when you're fighting something your body's inflamed like it has an inflammatory process and if your body's used to being in this state of inflammation and being able to handle that and cope with that and deal with it on the regular you're just going to be way more adept at fighting that so it's just like you said if you're used to being in this hot sweaty your body knows how to disperse it you sweat more proficiently because your body can deal with that heat because it's been used to it. It's not something completely foreign. And so when you get into that fever state, your body knows it's just it's not brand new. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, putting your body under stress to deal with stress, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think that's huge. Um, but yeah, everything you said there is awesome, but I just, I can't. It's like underline, underline, bold asterisks and enough is sleep. Yeah, sleep's man. the biggest, man, by far. Man, turn off your TV at like 8 o'clock, you know, uh, stop eating, stop drinking. Like you said, turn off the screens, get into a dark bedroom, um, you know, try and get seven and a half to nine hours. When you wake up in the morning, get some sunlight, get some exercise. Try not to have your a- cortis- yeah, try not to have a uh, coffee too close to like. I wouldn't have coffee past yeah. like two or three p.m. You know. Yeah. Hey, man. I for me, like, I love coffee. I can't have it past noon. If I have yeah. coffee past noon, I'm wide awake when I lay down in bed. Like, you know, even take a break off the caffeine. Help take a break off the booze. Like, get your actual. Like, don't get that fake sleep because when you drink, you don't get those deep levels, right? No. Or you don't even get to that no. REM, right? Is yeah. Like, lay off the booze. Lay off whatever. Just let your body do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. And f- give it and give it what it needs. I know it's a tough time because people want to just relax and they just want to like, oh, what was me? And you know when you feel defeated on one end, maybe you're not making enough. You're just like, fuck, I could just like lay back and I'll just eat a little bit because I feel like shit anyways. Don't. Don't, 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 don't. Don't fall into the trap of like one thing's gone to shit. I'll just let another get into that shit. This is your sign. This is your warning. This is someone telling you don't let this snowball into more like if one thing's gone bad you can do other things to you know make up for that find ways mm-hmm. to still be productive like um be productive and and like you know have some vigor in your life like this isn't the end be all this is a tiny 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 setback and like Ty you've been saying use it as a way to grow and use it as a opportunity and and if you can use this as an opportunity just think about how much better you'll think of yourself your self-esteem like look the world had a pandemic and i found a way to reinvigorate myself and then once this is all said and done everyone will see 
well, what were you doing during the pandemic? Well, you know what? I finally got to learn Spanish, and I've been wanting to learn Spanish. Or I finally got to learn how to tune my guitar, and I've never, never even picked up a guitar before. Like, come out of this a little bit better than before, because you have the time now. Learn something, do something, you know. Yeah, and you want to talk about depression, right? That is exactly what you're talking about there, right? Uh, you know what? I- whatever. I'm just going to stay up a little later. I don't have anything to do. Yeah, I'll I'll eat that. I don't want to do that. And just that complacency that can set in with something Mm. like this, with no routine, things like that, man, this is a great opportunity to learn what choices you make and how those choices contribute to your mental health. And we all make choices every day, but that's the cool thing is we have a choice. We don't have a lot of choice in, in being socially isolated right now. We don't have a lot of choice if we get the coronavirus or not. We don't have a choice of how companies are going to run in this time, but damn it, we have choice over ourselves and right. we have choice of what we put in our bodies. We have choice about what we do on our day to day. Well, you know, hopefully you take the smarter side of that and, you know, isolate yourself, but we have a choice and hopefully this is an opportunity for more people to pick up that choice and to learn what choices work for them and what choices don't work for them. I mean, I've, I've been doing this for some time and I'm still learning every single day totally. and you know, I think it's just important to think it, bring that hard hat, go to work and just, just learn. So Ty, I got a question for you. Yeah. So what do you think, man? What do you think about what, um, you think this is China's way of getting back at us or something? Or? Oh, we're getting down that path. Eh? Oh man. I've, I was, uh, when this is over in like January, I was like, real convenient that you know the uh you know china was having all these protests and real convenient that trump is in the re-election state right now real convenient that the media is really pumping all this stuff up i don't know i don't know like i i I know people saying bat soup i know they're saying the wet markets i don't know i haven't looked into it i hear a lot of hearsay i don't want to make a comment but it's some strange times and i you know and i don't want to rule out any options <laughs> for for anything that of, of origins or anything like that i don't know you got some you got some cool theories for us well, well this is because i'm a fucking realist right i think that when you look back at something and you already have a story in your mind you can draw the knots to fit it to make it uh support your stance so I think oh, yeah. when people look back and they're like, and their story is that Chinese created this virus to buy back stocks in the companies that America had big share in by crumbling the American economy, you can look back and be like, well, yeah, it started in China and then it went to America and look at the stock market now. And you can draw, you can make those dots for yourself. But yeah. Can you predict the next bit with your same theory? Like what's going to happen next? I think hindsight, you can of course support any conspiracy theory because you're only doing confirmation bias. Pick any conspiracy theory you want and then look backwards and then try to find the evidence that supports it. You'll be only able to find the ones that, because it's, it's literally confirmation bias. So I'm seeing a lot of that where people pick a conspiracy theory and then they go crazy with it. And then they're like, well, this happened and this has to prove it or you know, Bill Gates did this and this is his fault. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, if you look back, you can find anything to support anything. And um, yeah. that's, and I'm not saying it's false. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying hindsight, you can support anything. And it, it it's pretty crazy to think that, I mean, the one that I've been hearing the most prominently is uh, 
is that like it was like man made from China to like wipe out the market. But I'm just like there would be so many different ways to to do it and have less overall like repercussions and damage because like the whole world's affected. Like, would you really want to go and just like Italy is one of your biggest um, purchases of, of, of handbags. Like, you know, like a lot of these designer brands that claim to be made in Italy and Milan, they buy from China and then they add final stitching and then it's actually like a, a Italian made product, right? That's why Italy was so effective because of the trade. Now you're saying that China would want to affect one of its biggest trade partners for like designer handbag products and just kill them all. Like that doesn't really make sense to me if they wanted to crumble a U.S. market. Right. And it's just, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of flaws. There's a lot of holes. Um, you could, yeah. It's it's just interesting because like these people come out of the woodworks, and I'm just like, where where did you get your degree from, bro? Like, <laughs> yeah. like what? okay. Yeah. I'm just like, all yeah, right. Like, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, as far as like the science side of the virus, I'm like, man. I don't know. I'm not a healthcare worker. I ain't putting my nose. I'm not even putting my opinion out there. Oh man, that's the worst. When someone sends me a video, when someone sends me a video and like, it's like a business dude, right? And they're talking about like, why this virus is fake. And they're like, well, first off the virus, like is so totally easily killable and it can just die when you drink hot water. And I'm like, this guy's fucking an idiot. Like the, this virus (laughs) binds to mucus. It binds to your tract. You can drink all the hot water you want. It's not going to matter. And like, it's, it's just so funny. And there's like, you have a, a thousand people commenting. It's like, this is true. And I'm like, no, you overlook this very basic premise of what this virus is. And, and, and yeah, it's just, it's, this is when Instagram drives me nuts is because everyone has a voice and I'm not even saying my voice is right. Look, I'm not a virologist. I don't study viruses. I'm not even an epidemiologist. I don't study this, the statistics on how this shit like, you know, goes on. I'm just like everybody else. Like I I'm sure I have like a degree in like, it had health science and like, you know, taking microbiology, like science courses, human biology, like, but still I'm not an expert. Like those are the PhDs, the guys that research this, you know? Yeah. I, I think my favorite fake post that I've seen so far is like, there's a 22 year old soccer player in Italy who got this and these were his lungs before and these are his lungs now and he'll never recover. Look at the damage. It was literally just a CT scan at two different spots in the CT scan. <laughs> and oh like at one God. part obviously the lungs are larger and the other part it's just like anyone who knows what a ct scan is knows what they're looking at but the thing is not oh everyone God. knows what they're looking at dude and how many people so know? Much like no one knows like you have like 95 percent of like 99 percent of the general population is gonna see that and just freak the fuck out man you're gonna be like oh my exactly. god uh, it's and black and white it's white man they Con- don't even get color <laughs> chill bro relax yeah, a hundred percent. Like, but man, confirmation bias, group think, all of these things are are alive and well today. And man, check your sources. You know, get multiple sources. Don't freak out and don't latch onto the first thing. Never think that something is infallible. Statistics are manipulative. Statistics can lie. Like, there's many stages to this stuff, man. And just don't take things at face value. Take things with a grain of salt. Listen to the people who actually know what they're talking about. Yeah, hindsight, hindsight's crazy, man. Like I, I look at like, Trump, for example, right? Like everyone's like, oh fuck, like you know, he should have acted sooner. Yeah, of course he should have acted sooner because you see the repercussions of it now. But if you go back a month when it didn't seem like a big deal, and he proposed to close borders to China right away, 
everyone was calling him racist because he's like, why is he trying to close borders to China? It, like, it's not even a big deal. Like, you know, like everyone would have called him racist back then. And they would have been like, why is he selecting out China? You know? And, and it's what he proposed, but everyone was saying, no, it doesn't make sense. Like, why are you only, why are you only choosing them? And then it came to the point a month after where he had to do it. And they're like, why didn't you do it soon enough? And it's like, yeah. I'm not even a fan of the dude. Like, I don't like, I think he's an idiot, but he was damned if he did. He was damned if he didn't. And for people to say that, like, oh, he's, he's just the worst. It's like, he, he's, he's going to be criticized regardless. There's nothing he can do where people are going to be like, oh, that was the best decision you ever made, bro. Like, there's going to yeah. be criticism. No, absolutely. And like I said, there was definitely a lot of steps that a lot of people could have <sighs> taken. Like I said, it's so easy to go back and draw that line and say, "Ha, this, see this happened. Why didn't you do anything about that?" It was the first thing when when Trudeau made his first announcement to Canada, right? Like the first question from the media is, "Why didn't you do this earlier?" Yeah, it's like I didn't know. We didn't know then. Well, like, this, we were, this is we were the, doing the best we had with what we had. When when I, when I first heard about it, I was like, many other people. This is like a month ago or however long ago when it was just happening in China. I'm like, oh, it's just the flu. Just like how so many of us thought, you know. And if they had asked us to shut down when there was no cases or when there was only one case, people would have been like in riot. They would have been like, why are you shutting down the economy when there's only one case? Yeah. Like, you know, that, that no one would have been like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. There's just one case. And everyone at that time, if I recall collect- correctly, was saying, oh, more people die in car accidents. More people die with heart disease. More people die with this. And they're not thinking about growth, right? They're just thinking overall how many people die. And they're like, we don't need to do anything about it. Like, come on, you're making a big deal out of nothing. But then now those same people are saying, well, why didn't you close sooner? It's like, yeah, okay, man, pick a side. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's, it's like we, we did what we thought was best at the time. And clearly we could have made it maybe a better decision. But now we're doing what we can to damage control. No, no need to point fingers at it now. Like, let's just do our best. No, but I mean, I think the the scariest thing is, you know, history typically repeats itself. And, you know, if you don't learn from history, then we're going to end up going to the same situation again. And then I don't know if people are going to learn from this. I don't know. I hope they will. I really do. I don't know, though. I hope they will, um, too, man. You know, I, I think that, I think the people that. Yeah, yeah I, I hope. I mean, listening to you, it gives me hope because you're looking at it like, okay, how can I grow? How can I use these opportunities? But I think that those are just those people that were thinking like that before, you know? And I think the, I think people that weren't yeah. thinking like that before, I don't know, like, I don't know if this is going to change things, man. Because like, I don't know, man, because I still see some shady shit going on and I still think people think they're invincible. And I don't know, man, I think. Things only yeah. change when it comes to absolute necessity. And I think when people start dying, that people know in person that they'll take it seriously, which is so unfortunate. But I see it in healthcare all the time is everyone thinks they're training right until they get injured. And now all of a sudden they want to know, well, what did I do to get injured? Because now you've been injured and now you've lost your quality of life. And I think this is what it's going to take is it's going to take people to lose their quality of life and things to get severe enough where it's finally at their doorstep to be like, shit. Uh, I need to change or I need to like look at things differently. Yeah. And I mean, like you see in healthcare, right? Is a, you can't save everyone and B you can't typically change someone's mind. The people have to choose to seek the care that they need. You're so right. And 
like, man, we can't change how people are going to act in this time. We can't control a lot of things. But you know what? We can tend to the garden that we can touch. Right? We can say these messages for people who are listening. Totally. We, we can give advice for people who will actually take us up on that, right? Totally. I know there's a lot of people listening to this podcast right now that are trying to implement these things in their life. Okay, and we're back. I was yeah. in the middle of a and I pressed space bar. Damn space Shit. bar. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> like, we can't save everyone, but we can tend to the garden that we can touch. Yeah. Right? And I think that's all that, at least for myself, that's all I want to think about right now. Because, like, I, like as, a, as an update on myself, right, is I'm coming up on the 100 days on the push-ups, right? And, and I, I get messages from people saying, like, man, that's awesome. Keep going. Um, or like people who have started doing push-ups Hell because yeah. see me do push-ups, right? And I'm like, man, I didn't do this for other people to start, but I can see how doing something and just doing it boldly and just doing what I can is inspiring other people. Absolutely. And it's not when we're trying to change other people. It's not when we're trying to inspire others. It's when we're just doing the best that we can. And those who are going to listen are going to listen. Like, let the, outcome, let the outcome take care of itself. Just do what you can do in your own life and do it damn well. Couldn't have said it better, man. That's that's brilliant advice, man. Really, it, it's, it's like that quote, right? Be the change you want to see in the world. Like, just do you, focus on the process and let others do, let others do them. And if, and if they see something that they like in you and they see something that they can, uh, uh, you know, relate to, then, then they're going to follow path. But you can't convince someone otherwise if they don't want to be convinced. That's, uh, that's tough. Yeah. Now we're talking about, you know, sleep and all that stuff. So it's 1027 my time. So Damn, I, got two, I, I got two questions for you. We're going to wrap this thing up. Okay. Solid. Number one, we talked about like, you know, zinc and added in, you know, good things for people that into their diets and, and ways to be healthy. But you also mentioned, you know, it's like working out where you're breaking your body down, trying to come back stronger. What are some things that people can do on the recovery side for those who like, let's say are working out at home, who are trying to find these things on the recovery side of it? What can people do in terms of maybe stretching or, or things like that, that, that you would recommend? So, um, my thoughts on recovery is it's not so much um, you, what you can do is what you don't want to do. And that's interfere with recovery. Recovery is a lot of times is a passive process. Your body recovers during sleep. It recovers during periods of rest. Now, if you're doing things to interfere with your recovery, you want to stop doing those things. So if you're interfering with your sleep, if you're interfering with the, you know, just your stillness, you're doing a lot of things where, you know, you're getting yourself into unnecessary arguments online when you should just be resting. Those are the kinds of things you want to avoid. I know we, as a, as a culture, we want to just do more things. I want to increase my recovery. I want to do this to speed it up. But sometimes it's about subtracting and removing things from your life. And I think in right now, I think it's better to remove that extra stimulus that we're getting, that extra caffeine. Um, your recovery is going to benefit most from doing less um, and mm -hmm. then focusing on just doing the few things that matter, like your your walks, your workouts, your communication with your family, those things. I like, I actually like that a lot. You know, like you think about it, if, if someone twists their ankle one way or another, that ankle's more, more than likely going to heal. Yeah. But absolutely. it's more so like, what do we do to get in the way of that healing? That's exactly and, it. And, um, yeah. And yeah. that's, uh, I remember when I first started training at a high level, it was, I was looking into, um, is overtraining real? Cause I've been training so much. 
And I remember reading this article from an elite level powerlifter, and they said it's not overtraining, it's under recovering. Now you can train as much as you want, but are you recovering as much? And so is your training impeding your recovery? And that's when it comes into overtraining. Now there's people that train five times a day, but look at how much they're sleeping. They're eating between every workout session. They're sleeping a full 12 hours and that's their main focus. Now, if you only train an hour a day, but you're always working, you're doing a very hard construction job, you're not getting any sleep. Yeah, you might be overtraining because you're under recovering and you're interfering with your body's natural ability to recover. So I don't think it's an active process on recovery. I think that's more passive. I think we need to let go and then not do as much and just let our body do its own job. I like that. I like that. That's that almost makes you feel better about recovery. Like yeah, totally. The, well, it's it's like sleep, right? The body's going to do what the body's going to do. It, it knows how to sleep, and like, man, I for I'm one of the people who you know get put their head on their bed and then stay there and stay awake for a bit and like yeah. try and fall asleep. But man, nothing I do to quote unquote try to fall asleep will ever work. My body knows when to fall asleep. My body knows how to sleep. And totally, right? and there's like, nothing we can do when we're actually asleep to improve it. Nope. <laughs> but what we can do is like give ourselves the best chance of having exactly. a good sleep by exactly. turning off the screens. You removing know, not, things. Not, yeah. yeah. Removing those those blocks. Yeah. So I, I love that answer. Uh, uh, what's the second right. question, brother? Oh, you know what that question is. What's one tip you have for a satisfying and healthy life? <laughs> satisfying and healthy life. Go to sleep. <laughs> That's gonna be there. We go. There we go. No need to, no need to change the. No need to change the wheel. Right. Just, no, just get to it. I love it. That's why people yeah. don't want to do it, but it is the most beneficial thing, man. Sleep. Yeah. No, I man, pick up a copy of Sleep Smarter by Sean Stevenson. You know, get your sleep Beautiful. right. You're gonna be all right, Chris. I love you, man. <laughs> I always love having you on the podcast. My conversation, dude. Yeah. Where can people find you online? Um, Instagram at Kinkrish. So K-I-N-K-R-I-S-H. And then also at Kin.consulting. Um, and then from Instagram, you can follow links to follow my other stuff. But yeah, it's the hub. Go support the man. Go buy a hoodie. Go <laughs> get some fans. Man, get your life right. Uh Man, hold it down on the West Coast for me and, uh, you know, wishing you the best in this strange time. Um, you know, I know you're saying it's a, it's a bit of a scary time for a small business owner, but, you know, I, I, I think this is an opportunity and, I, and I, I see good things for you on the horizon. So uh, totally, all, man. All, the best, all the best to you, my man. I'll see you. I'll see you when uh, when this is all over in person. Embrace you with a nice quality hug. Oh, I need a, I need a hugs. I, I, I miss human contact so much. Yeah. Get a nice <laughs> big old hug, man. <laughs> Give me that man hug. <laughs> big manly embrace. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Everyone else, be good. Have a good one. Go do some push-ups. Bye. <laughs> good night, everybody.